continuing to talk about how to make a difference because we're serious Christians, how God has truths for us if we're really serious with him. We've talked about how to grow. We talked about that the last couple of days today. I want to talk about how to have great faith and develop a life of faith. See, a great faith in Jesus is sometimes found in surprising places, people that surprise you have great faith sometimes, people that you do not expect to. And that's our, our story for today. Let me begin reading it for you. It's in Luke chapter 7 and beginning at verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all these this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man, they said, deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house where the man lived when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself. For I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That's why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes. And to that one come and he comes. I say to my servants do this and they do it. When Jesus heard this he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith, even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent to return to the house and found the servant well. This was certainly surprising that this man would have such a great faith because he was a centurion. A centurion was a Roman soldier. That meant that he was the leader of 100 men for centuries, 100. As a soldier, his life was hard and difficult. Yet he evidenced great faith. You see, the fact that he was a soldier and the fact that he lived a difficult, in a difficult situation, he was a part of a country that the Rome, Romans were occupying and controlling, and yet he had, had somehow come to know who Jesus was and believed that he could bring healing to his servant, whom he loved very much. <clears throat> Notice how we can have this great faith from this man's life. Well, first, we have to recognize we have a great need. The centurion had a great need. It's really unusual for one of these Roman soldiers to care that much about probably a slave. He said servant, but most likely he was a slave, and he was sick, and he was near death. And in Roman law, a slave was just a piece of property. He had no rights, and his master could mistreat him or even kill him. And it's... It usually was true that when a slave got old, they were just cast aside to die because they no longer could be a useful worker for their master. But this man was different, and he genuinely loved his slave or servant like a son. And he had heard about Jesus, and he knew that Jesus was in Capernaum. And he may have heard about <clears throat> Peter's mother-in-law being healed and others being healed, many being healed in that city. And so he sent word, come and help my, my, my servant, help this one that I love very much. So great faith starts with the recognition of a great need. But also, we also have to recognize a, a great inability to meet that need. 
You see, a lot of people have a great need, but they go everywhere but to the right place. They never go to God for it. They have a guilty conscience. They have deep resentment they can't deal with. They have hurt they can't overcome, but they don't go to Jesus. They go everywhere else. And other places may not be bad, but Jesus is the only one who can forgive our sins. He's the only one who can heal the deep hurts in our lives. He's the only one who can, can, can get things set right within us. And the, the leaders in Capernaum said to Jesus, this man's a worthy man for you to help because, I mean, he loves our nation even though he's a Gentile and a Roman soldier, and he's, he's really built our synagogue. Now, I don't know what that means. He gave the money. Or he en- enabled them to do it? I don't know, but at least he took care of things. <clears throat> and so Jesus was now on his way to the man's house when he sent some of his friends out to meet Jesus before he got there. And he said, you know, I'm just not worthy for you to come to my house. Uh, and, I, and I know what it means to have authority, and you have authority. I can say to those under me, go and they go, and come and they come. And, and you can just speak the word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. And this man understood authority, and he understood that Jesus did not have to be physically present to make a difference. And, and you know, see, Jesus is not physically present with us, but he can make a difference. He can heal. He can save. He can change. He can touch our lives. Also, you can have great faith if you recognize the great object of faith. You see, the centurion placed his faith in Jesus. Belief is always based upon facts and evidence. The key to faith is not faith, but the object of faith. This man had heard of Jesus, and he he acted on his belief. Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. I believe in you. Your word is enough. And he was a man who recognized that Jesus had authority and power to heal and change lives, so he must have recognized that Jesus was the Son of God. See, the key to faith is not trying to produce his if I believe hard enough, then it'll happen. No, that's not the secret. Or, you know, if I keep on believing long enough, it will happen. No, the key is that your faith is in Christ. Now, you should keep on believing, and you should believe with all your heart. But the question really is, for all of us, where is our faith? And that's, that's what matters. Believing is a, is a verb that requires an object. When I hear someone say, just have faith. Or only believe. I want to ask faith in what? Believe what? You see, you have to have someone or something as the object. Faith is never out there by itself. Faith in faith is worthless. It's faith in the right object. And truth in itself has no power. It's not faith that moves mountains. It's God that moves mountains. And so we have to always recognize the object of our faith. And the power of faith lies in its object, Jesus. Faith is only as valid as its object. The crucial thing is not the faith, but the object of faith. You can believe with all your heart, mind, and soul until you turn blue, but if your faith is aimed at the wrong object, you're wasting your time. The Bible says that Jesus and God are the object. Have faith in God, the Bible says. Jesus told his disciples that often. Quite often somebody talks about having faith in faith or having faith in prayer, but faith has no power and power has no power. God has the power. And our faith must be on him. It's to fix our attention, our hearts, our lives, everything on him. And that's what the centurion did. This is why he had great faith. Look at the result. His servant was healed. By the time his friends got back home, he was in good health. Little faith receives little. Great faith in God 
allow God to do great things. Little faith limits God. Great faith gives an unlimited ability for God to work. But as the result, the centurion also received the approval of Jesus. Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith, not in Israel, not among the Jews, not among you who have the background in religious training and the Old Testament scriptures, but this man, a Gentile, has exhibited a faith which I have not seen anywhere. So the Bible says that Jesus marveled. He was amazed. There are two times the Bible says Jesus was amazed. Once it was here at this man's face, and the other time was when he was in his hometown of Nazareth. He marveled at their lack of faith, at their unbelief, at their unwillingness to trust him. So you and I cause him to marvel by our faith or by our lack of faith, which is let's have faith and cause him to be amazed. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.